Working hard for something we don't care about is called stress. Working hard for something we love is called passion. Simon Sinek. Welcome to the Smart Money Mama Show, where moms get real about money to help you find your financial confidence and live your best life. Now let's talk money, mamas. Hey there, mamas. I'm your host, Chelsea Brennan, and today we're talking about finding or creating purpose-driven work. And I've also got a new gift for you, so listen up for that in just a minute. Our focus this month on the podcast, yes, we're back to monthly themes, is passion and purpose. We're going to be hearing from women about their journeys to finding work they love and that pays them well, and their tips for finding your own way to do the same. I'll be doing solo episodes on topics like how to know when you need a change, how to get started, and when to know when to invest in yourself. It's going to be a really awesome month because I love talking about this stuff. But before we dive into all that, I really wanted to talk about rethinking work and what you need to know about purpose and passion-driven work. Because how our generation thinks about work has changed a lot. Work is no longer just a means to a paycheck, and there's a lot of reasons for that. When we talk to our parents and our grandparents, the model was get a job, stay there for 30 years, work 40 hours a week, retire at 60, 65, and then enjoy your retirement, right? It was this delayed enjoyment of life and this security in a job that was going to be there for 30 years, that was going to have a pension, and especially with retirement changing, right? Pensions are mostly a thing of the past unless you work in the public sector, and even then, you're kind of worried about funding of those things, right? So now we're responsible for saving for our own retirement through 401ks and IRAs, and so we don't necessarily have that tight of a tie with a company that's investing in us through our entire life cycle, so that's changed work. And then the other thing is technology, right? Technology has completely changed our relationship with work. For better or worse, mostly worse, work has become more integrated in our lives. The average full-time employee now works 50 hours a week instead of 40 hours a week, and sometimes even longer. And that means we spend over 40% of our waking hours at work. How can we take that much of our lives? Our generation is realizing that we can't take that much of our lives and not be enjoying it, right? Not have something that doesn't have a positive impact, that doesn't fill our cup. And actually, a study by Udemy found that 78% of millennials would take a job for less money if it aligned with their values. And I think that that's an important thing to know that we, we've realized that financial security is important and we want to get paid for our skills, but that we also want to make the most of that 40% of our lives that we spend at work. And that work that we don't enjoy, guys, it drains us way outside of work. It's that anxiety Sunday night before you have to go to the office. It's the hour or two or three you need to decompress after getting home from the office or in COVID time, right? Closing your laptop and trying to do something else. We need to change that narrative. And so passion and purpose-driven work can help us do that. And it doesn't necessarily have to be full-time right away, right? This can be a passion project. This can be a side hustle. This can be a way to bring in multiple streams of income and maybe ultimately change jobs completely. But we want to make sure we're starting to get that, that passion work, at least in our lives, to show us that our skills are valuable, that we can make more money, that we can be a little bit more independent from our employer, right? Where our job might not be that secure. 
Okay, so before we dive into this, don't forget to head over to smartmoneymamas.com forward slash 55 to download your free copy of our new Design Your Passion Project workbook. It walks you through deciding what type of project do you want and how do you set a budget for starting up and how do you actually, what are the first steps that you take to really dive in? You don't want to miss this, guys, because it really helps you kind of set the foundation and it's going to be a lot of what we're talking about all month. Okay, so today's episode, I want to dive into four things I wish everybody knew about passion and purpose-driven work. And some of this is going to be a little different than what you hear from other people. It's going to be a little bit different from how you thought about work in general, but that's why this is about rethinking work. The first thing I want you to know, passion and purpose-driven work can pay well. We're done. It is time we ditched the narrative of the starving artist or the workaholic burnt out entrepreneur. There is this idea that if we do work with meaning, work that makes the world a better place, We're going to get paid pennies for it, and we're going to live paycheck to paycheck, and we're going to struggle, right? It's that scarcity mindset. And I think that's where a lot of that money is evil narrative comes from. The people that are doing real work that really impact the world, they're struggling. And so if you're not struggling, you're not impacting the world. And that's such a dangerous narrative. And so much has changed in the world. We now have a whole group of companies called B Corps that have to make a commitment to having a social impact as well as a profit impact. We now have entire businesses built around helping people live better lives and improve the world, right? Look at Tom's. The one-for-one model has become this huge thing of if you buy a pair of shoes, we'll donate a pair of shoes to somebody who needs it. Thrive Market works the same way. If you get a subscription from them, they will give a subscription to someone with food insecurity, right? All of these things have shown us that you can balance the two, that it's not just make money or have an impact, that we can combine the two and that you can get paid for your skills, get paid for your impact while leaving the world a better place. And so when you start to think about your passions, the first thing we often hear from people is like, well, I can never make money at that, or I really love to do this, but there's no way that I'd ever make a living doing it. And we have to think outside the box a little bit. We have to give ourselves a second to say, okay, maybe doing that specific exact thing is not going to you know, make total bank and rain money down on us. But what about those skills? What about that work do I really love? And can I start to search around Google, go on Instagram, scroll through different profiles on LinkedIn and find people who are doing similar things and making good money at it? Can I find my own niche to fit in this world and make really great money? And so passion and purpose-driven work is not about turning down profit. It's not about not building financial security. I want to make sure that we get that really, really strong before we go into this month of interviews. And you're going to see that this month in all the interviews, that the people that we're interviewing are doing work that really matters. And often they are making more money doing that than they ever did in their old career. That is the frame of reference we have to work with, that you can make money doing what you love. And I want you to believe it. I want you to believe it's possible for other people. And once you get really comfortable seeing it possible for other people, you got to start believing it's possible for you. The second thing you need to know about passion and purpose-driven work is that your passion isn't static and it's okay if you don't know what yours is right now. We've built this huge narrative around chasing your passion and doing passion-driven work, right? I think as millennials especially, we've been told that we could do anything, that we should do work that matters to us, that we can get paid to do work that matters to us. 
and we're chasing it really hard. But that creates pressure when you're not quite sure what you like. And it can really hold us back from thinking, well, am I supposed to have the answer? Am I supposed to know? Like, can I do this work? I don't know if I'm passionate about it. I'm interested, but should this be my passion project? You won't know until you get into it. And there's a quote that I really, really love that says, allow your hard work to find your passion. The more I interview people, the more I talk to people, the more I develop my own business and and grow, I realize that we find our passions from the little things we pick up along the way. I am incredibly, hugely passionate about helping moms build wealth and financial security so that they can live in their true, full person. I could talk about it all day. Clearly, I do because I have a podcast. But when I was in high school, when I was in college, this wasn't the work that I thought I wanted to do. I didn't even know this work was possible, right? I didn't know that I could create an online business that did this. And I wouldn't know for a long time that I wanted to talk to moms specifically. I hadn't had my own struggles with postpartum, my own struggles with having a big career as a working mom and wanting to be an involved mom too. These things, they come to us over time. And in different seasons of our lives, our passions are going to be different. And so question where you are. Question everything you do. If there's something that seems interesting to you, Lean into your curiosity. Sometimes that's what chasing your passion means, is leaning into what you're interested in and seeing if you can develop it into a passion. That really ties to the third thing. So let's move on to the third thing for a second, because the third thing is a really, really big one. Just because you love it doesn't mean it's always fun. You're going to hear me complain about this a few times this month because it drives me nuts. But there's that phrase that you see everywhere. I mean, it's like plastered on things. You can buy quote magnets with it that says something along the lines of do work that you love and you'll never work a day in your life. This is bull. (laughs) We all have days when work is hard. We all have parts of our jobs, even the best, most perfect jobs that we just don't like. That's just kind of miserable. And when we paint this picture that if you're doing the right thing, if you're on the right path, that it's never hard, we're going to quit before we get to the really good stuff. And this comes back, this is entrepreneurship in general. This is side hustling in general, right? I absolutely love this work. I love interacting with our community. I love recording this podcast. I love putting on the Mama's Talk Money Summit. I hate dealing with bookkeeping. I hate dealing with social media. I don't like it. It does not fill my cup, but it is part of running this business. And so I do it because I do it because it's how I get to the stuff that I love. It's how I make money. Like we talked about in point one, passion and purpose-driven work, paying well. I have to do all those other things. And so there's actually a book called Grit by Angela Duckworth, which talks about both points one and two a little bit here about how you need to have grit and commitment to find your passion because you have to stick around long enough to become an expert at it, to have it become easy. Because in the first days, you're not going to love any work that you're doing. It's hard, right? Like when you're learning how to ride a horse, for example, the first several lessons, you're going to fall off, your legs are going to hurt, your butt's going to hurt. You're going to be like, this is the most miserable thing I ever did. But then when you've been riding for a while, I don't know why I picked this example. I haven't ridden a horse in a decade, but whatever. But once you do it for a while, then it's joyful. Then it's fun. It makes your body feel engaged. You feel more at one with the horse. You can go faster. You can do more fun things. It all comes back to grit. And so when you go into starting a side hustle, I want it to fill your cup. 
I want it to have meaning for you and be important to you or when you start a passion full-time business, but don't give up when it gets hard or don't think that you're on the wrong path, that you chose the wrong thing just because it's hard. It's not true. It's just not true. I have really nothing else to say other than just because you love it doesn't mean it's always fun and that's okay. The fourth point is don't be afraid to start small. We want to have all the answers, guys. We do. We want to quit those jobs that we don't love today. We want to move on to a business that is big and thriving. We want to scroll through social media and compare our step negative four to someone else's step 50. We want to be at step 50. But we have to take the first step. We have to go to negative three to negative two to step one, right? We have to do this to get to step 50. We can do that without knowing exactly what the end result is. This is a really powerful and important point that took a long time for me to really grapple with because I am a person, I like to know where I'm going. I like to have a plan. I like to have all the answers. I like to consider every possible way something can go. Um, My mind kind of works like one of those big decision trees where I'm like, okay, A or B and then C or D. And I just want to know all the options. I can't do that. I'm not a fortune teller. You're not a fortune teller. You don't know where that inkling of curiosity you felt in step two is going to bring you. You don't know what kind of business you're going to develop. You might have an interest. You might be a nutritionist who would love to make customized meal plans for people. And you start to go down that road and your first four or five customers, you realize, hey, actually, they're all having this different problem with food. And I need to serve them that way. And then you pivot again on the next step. And then on step 50, someone's like, oh my gosh, you're an overnight success. But you weren't. You knew you pivoted 10 times to get there and that you never planned for this, right? You never planned for the end result. So when I say start small, take the next right step. If you have an interest, what can you do to have a minimum viable product? What could you do to start right now? Could you sign up for a class? Could you set up a website? And actually, that brings up a really interesting point because I started this website, this whole business, in an afternoon, or evening, actually, because I had put Hank to bed, so it was just before his first birthday. I went on Bluehost. I paid for hosting. It was less than four bucks a month. I actually think with the Smart Money Mamas code, you can get it for less than three bucks a month. So that's smartmoneymamas.com backslash Bluehost. You can go set up a website. It automatically had a free theme in it that I picked and went with for a while. I made a free logo that I did myself in PowerPoint, and I started writing blog posts. We live in a time where you do not need a $50,000 business loan to start a business. You can start so small. You can sell on Etsy. You can sell on Facebook Marketplace. You can go to farmer's markets. You can get a small stand at a farmer's market or even go to a bigger stand at a farmer's market and ask if you can offer your product at their stand. There are so many itty bitty ways to get started that there's no reason to not take a step. You might not have that perfect step 50 answer like we talked about, but you need to take the first step to find step 50. And that's what we're talking about here. So figure out as we talk this month about passion and purpose-driven work, as you discover those little curiosities, Think about what you could do. What could make money? And this comes back to step one a little bit too. You might not know how you're going to make six figures doing this business, but I want you to know generally how you're going to make revenue and how you're going to get those sales. So what's your basic cost of goods sold? What's your cost to get started? And how will you make money? And start there. And completely understand that you're going to pivot 15 different times and that that's okay. 
So just getting started is where we need to be. I've been hearing from a lot of moms lately who really want to start a side hustle of some kind or their own side business or passion project for a lot of reasons, one being personal fulfillment and enjoyment, but also we're seeing what's happening with COVID, right? We don't know what's going to happen with school in the fall. People want to make sure they have some additional streams of income, some flexibility if they need it. And it comes back to wanting to be at step 50, right? Like I want a business that pays me $50,000 a year immediately. That's not how it works. I apologize. (laughs) I wish it did, but it's not. They're starting to see the reasons for doing this. And so my encouragement to you in this episode, my encouragement to you as you start to rethink passion and purpose-driven work is that don't wait until you absolutely need it. Don't wait until you're at a breaking point. So many of us can't summon the courage to take that first step until we have no other choice, until we're backed into a corner and then we jump forward. Start now. There will always be a million reasons not to, even if you only have an hour or two a week to commit to getting started. It's a foundation. It's a time to test and figure out what you like, figure out what the path is, get to know some of your customers, right? What, who are you going to serve and how? Just get the ball rolling. And I want to tie it back for one second to that first point about passion and purpose-driven work. This can pay well. Even when you are starting, even when you are a newbie and you're scared to death and you don't know and you're feeling all that imposter syndrome, charge for your services. I don't care if it's a very small charge so you can get the first customers, so you can get your testimonials, charge. Get in the habit of asking to be paid for the good you're putting out in the world because you deserve to be, because it'll make you more committed to your business, because it'll make your customers take you more seriously. All of these things are super important to being able to get to step 50 someday. So do it. Ask to get paid. Make the investment in yourself. You've got this, mama. I know you can do it. Thank you so much for joining me today to talk about creating passion and purpose-driven work and how we can rethink our relationships with work. I know you're going to love the stories we share this month. Don't miss our first interview this Thursday when we talk to an incredible woman who went from teen single mom in the Marines to Yale Law School into a law career where she was helping fight discrimination in lending and consumer practices, and then built her own six-figure business. This woman is a rock star. It is so inspiring. So do not miss Thursday's episode, the next episode. And as a reminder, you can view the full show notes of this episode and download your free Design Your Passion Project workbook at smartmoneymamas.com forward slash 55. Keep talking money, mama. I'll see you next time.